0: Rolling. So, we're here. Our dream has been achieved, Stefan.
1: Huh? We're going to break into whole, dance. That's right. We're all set. <laughs> Fulfilled. We are here at uh, Freedom <laughs> Press 2012 right. uh, at the fabulous laissez-faire book cathedral of print. <laughs> I think that's the original tagline. Isn't well,
0: but you know, you look at our spread, it's pretty impressive.
1: It's great. And i got to tell you, these books, I, I literally could read all of them. Uh, and so. Fair Books, LFB.
0: LFB.org.
1: .org. Also, yeah. a little pitch into. I just signed up for the uh, for the memberships. Yeah. Uh, if you want your new picks of Jeffrey Tucker, it's really the only place to go. <laughs> awesome. And for a premium membership, they won't send them to you. I think that's their incentive to upsell. But no, I highly highly recommend it. Ten bucks a month, you get. Ten
0: bucks a month. Yeah. In- uh, you have unlimited numbers of uh, of ebooks, which yes. we're releasing every week, and yep. you get the whole archive with it. So people are very surprised. They get and. Well, basically, I describe it as a bar with a small cover chart and then the drinks around the house.
1: Yes, absolutely. So absolutely. That's, that's I, the it's model, a pitch, that's but it's really recommended. Yeah. So, so how are you enjoying your Freedom Fest? Well,
0: you know, uh, what, what I was going to say about Leslie for books has been very impressive for me since I've been here. I can tell that the uh, the institution is back on the map. Uh-huh. You know, I've met a lot of club members here. People are talking
1: about Leslie Trevor's It's surfacing friend. like a long whale, a long dormant yeah. whale. Yeah, s- something like Spraying it. its mucus so, yeah. of liberty. And it's you know. good, and
0: we need a publisher. You know, the liberty movement, such as really you want to call it, it needs a house, yeah. you know, organ, the, the publisher. And so I'm getting manuscripts all the time. Um, it's really cool to be here at Freedom Fest. You know, um, there are many now large scale, fairly large scale, libertarian kind of conferences like yeah. this, right? This is probably the biggest. This is the, this, yeah, is the this is the mecca. This is the mother Yeah, for yeah. sure. And it's got a much more of a, say, bourgeois feel than maybe some of the others. But
1: fewer hippies. Um, yeah, fewer hippies. Yeah, yeah. More Republicans.
0: But you know, it turns out that um, libertarians are a diverse lot. Yeah. And we're not all the same, and that's cool.
1: Yeah, and so. it's a it's a, a good mix of you know political strategy, social strategy, yeah. some philosophy, um, some good debates. Lots of financial stuff, which I, you know, for a lot of libertarians, which is and cool. You know, that's
0: nice too. I've come to appreciate financial stuff because these people are really using their property in ways. There's a test. In yeah, the there's, a, world. A, there's a
1: practical application of philosophy. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Rand Paul's. I uh, think talking tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Peter Schiff was talking today. Josh Napolitano. Yes. Yeah, and I
0: heard Schiff. At first, he's always amazing. Yeah,
1: he's a great speaker. Um, and Napolitano was fantastic too. Yeah. And.
0: Um, Goodman theory, I, I guess. I mean, there's, like, everybody's
1: here. Yeah.
0: Uh, Fee has a nice table over there. Look, it's just the place to meet lots lots of new people, to connect, you know, some people who've known you maybe from your videos, or writings meeting oh, you yeah. for the first time, so you make all these kind of personal connections. I really think that a meeting like this does good, don't you? Oh, totally. Yeah, because totally. You, you kind of make a sort of personal contact.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's the cheesy terms like schmoozing and networking and so on. But I think there's so much that you can get meeting somebody face to face, eye contact, uh, body language, just who they are as a person. You just, you can't get that digitally nearly as much. And, uh, you know, as you say there's, um, when I used to be a head of R&D at a software company, we would just be working night and day, night and day on code. And at one point, uh, one of the programmers said, oh man, it's time to go out into the big blue room and meet the flesh people. And he meant the sky, you know, like a big blue sky, the big blue room and meet the flesh people. And that's sort of how I feel, sort of when I meet people that I've had digital relationships with. You know, it's real nice to just be, you know, a person in the room with somebody else and chatting. Well, and I'll tell you something else.
0: Because, you know, the libertarian movement, uh, again, movement, is famously contentious. filled with factions and and people who uh, like to start fights with each other. If you meet these people. Once you Internet year, courage dries the, away. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you begin to realize, oh, that's a human being. Yeah. Maybe my problem with this person's writing is not that he's evil, yeah. but that maybe um, I have I disagree with something he said. Right. And in which case your tone changes. So, yeah, having this human context, I would say that it makes us a more civil
1: society. Well, I think that's where you come from, that perspective. My major goal and approach here has been to try and. Sow the seeds of discontent in as many factions as possible. Uh, I've You're been the spreading. Of the
0: whole I've been
1: spreading as many lies about people as possible. I, yeah. okay. uh, I've been talking okay. about how other people are talking trash about you <laughs> behind your back. Uh, I've invented websites full of slander that I've been handing out to people. Uh, I'm really because 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 I'm not headlining here as a speaker this year. I'm taking yeah, my vengeance. Of kind of working yeah, out. Yeah. I'm taking problem. my vengeance where well, I can. I so it's a divide and conquer the approach The good thing about your approach,
0: Stefan, is it's almost, I think it's going to make room for you next year. They're going to headline you next year
1: and be very nice to you. Yeah. Because yeah, nobody will be talking to each other. <laughs> and and I will have, I'll be like the the uh, the, the body of the spider of, yeah. <laughs> of, of discontent fingers <laughs> yeah. everywhere. And now, that's really my approach. Now,
0: really, really approach. Is your first time to, to freedom. Right? Yeah, yeah. It is. It is. Yeah.
1: And um, it's been very nice actually. I had to uh, minor a pitch, so I was doing an interview with uh, someone, and uh, a couple yeah. of people were listening and saying, "Man, that was great! That was better than any of the speakers I saw." <laughs> I'm available at freedomainradio.com. <laughs> uh, host at freedomainradio.com. No, I mean, uh, but also looking at the uh, list of speakers, I can uh, yeah. it's pretty, you know, it's a pretty good group, so you know, I don't feel too bad. It's as
0: and we've got our gig tomorrow. Tomorrow, and, 10:30. Uh, yeah. I'm going to
1: upload this tonight. So um, okay.
0: So, yeah, we're going to talk about new ways to approach group. Yeah. and I don't think we've even talked to each other really about what each of us is going to say. No. Uh, I mean, I kind of hinted, like, we, we need to come up with some fresh ideas here. Uh,
1: I, I think my approach would be we each contribute one word and just oh, see and where it goes. Oh, and then just knit it together like a yeah, And knit it together, and, like it together and yeah. then just make it as hard as possible for the person That's to it. follow. That's Well, know? that'll be amusing for us. I don't know about the audience. No. <laughs> Oh, there'll be an audience. Oh, that's that's a different matter then. That's no, this is got a lot of coming. Okay, so we've got uh, we've got Bob Murphy, yeah. the great Bob Murphy. Yes, you get amazing. a chance to see what he did as the uh, host of the roast of Christopher Lawrence at Porkfest. I don't think it's uploaded wait, yet. Wait a minute, this is just the other day. Uh, a month or so ago. Okay, he, he was fantastic. He, he is a funny guy. He roasted yeah. me the year before. Yeah, killer. Killer stuff.
0: A dry sense. That means and he's, and
1: a, he's like a viper, yeah. you know, like venom. Just so much venom that yeah. my entire skin turns streaked like a, <laughs> you know, some sort of a choleric Klingon. It was yeah. just horrible. Yeah. But uh, he's very, very funny. He did a great job of, of hosting, and of course, he's a great speaker. So he'll be talking. Wendy McElroy. Yeah, it's going to be. she got here. a new
0: book out. Uh, Is it here?
1: Yeah, uh, it's. Uh,
0: Let me get it. Let's show the people. Yeah, because it's very good. Listen, I think there's something. Right. I think there's something very wonderful about this book. It's very practical, kind of libertarian. It's philosophically sophisticated, but very practical and realistic and humane. The art of being um, free. Yeah, right. and it's not a it's not a, a overly big book. But I tell you, the appendix in there. I had a, like a like wet, soggy eyes by the time I got <laughs> to, the, to the end. Of, you know, it really touched me very really? deeply. The appendix.
1: It's yeah. Very powerful. In there. So I hope you read it. It's well, very that's not usually where an author puts their best work, you know. I know,
0: mean, but it's like she took her took a long time to kind of get, and then finally at the entry, powerful. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So be talking, and, and you of yeah. course, yep. and me, mm-hmm. and who's the fifth? Candidate? And uh, Jacob Hubert, right. Who wrote Libertarianism Today. Right. He's a, a attorney in Chicago, and I think he's going to be talking about alternative legal alternative legal systems, which is one of the most innovative parts. of libertarianism online. Right. I mean, we're getting more and more of these kind of online uh, judicial services that are, that are available. Mediations mediation and uh, for, conflict. resolution. a fraction of what you would pay you know, in the sort of official marketplace. Right, right. Yeah. So that now we're going
1: on at 10.30 and then and again boy, at 11.30, right? Doug French right? is talking
0: too, or he's yes. moderating things. Yeah. So yeah, we've got, and I think we each of us have 20 minutes and we have a panel. Yeah. So we'll and there'll be Q&A, I assume. Q&A. At the q yeah. and
1: I've, I've certainly heard a lot of buzz about it. I think a lot of people I hope so. There's a lot of
0: competition here. We've got all the big institutions. I mean, in many ways, the whole of the world of liberty is represented at this conference. Yes. And by the way, let me say something really nice about about Mark Skouser, who put it together. And why did he put it together? First of all, he wanted a conference to work on a kind of for profit model. He really wanted to build, within the structure of this event, um, an expansive sort of desire to include as many people as possible, which is what commerce does for you. Yeah, you know, yeah. commerce puts aside your grudges yeah. and makes you look for opportunities. Can you put right. some
1: assets in the seats? You're in. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so that's Mark Skousen. He wanted
0: to make it wanted to make it for profit. And he wanted a place, he told you this, where people could find commonalities and friendships and where there wasn't all this, you <coughs> know, <coughs> yeah. factionalism And I think he's done it. It's a very warm and happy, Environment. Yeah, and you go into that main hall. It's startling, actually, to see, but more than twenty-five hundred people all gathered in one place, listening to it. Yeah,
1: there's a. Uh, I, I sort of really believe in that sort of collective energy yeah. thing, uh, and uh, yeah, it it, it, it's. I feel giddy yeah. here. The, know, you know. I I, know. Feel, I feel giddy. Like like. Yeah.
0: Like this is a huge. Like it's huge, yeah, and it's huge. and yeah. I
1: don't have to watch what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. not going to get involved in some really complicated, messy philosophical or or, or political discourse with you know, right. a muggle or something. No, so you've it's, been
0: scandalising everybody for two days. Absolutely, so, I mean, it
1: outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think it's uh, you know just just to drink in the energy. Uh, I find here is yeah. it's just fantastic, yeah. and and. And it really is the first conference that I believe has been held on the surface of the sun. And just technologically <laughs> speaking, uh, what is it? That was six myth. degrees yeah, yesterday. That, that,
0: yeah, that is that is myth. yeah, it was amazing. When I the first night I got here, you know, just blocked out in that. Yeah, uh,
1: 118 uh, Fahrenheit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's but it's a dry heat, so you don't melt, you just burst into flames. That's yes, the difference. We just kind right? of turn
0: brown like a biscuit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it's really great. Uh, the hotel is nice. The pool is fantastic. Everything is great. There's
0: Las Vegas is filled with fascinating things. I, yeah. I mean, it takes you a while to get the hang of this yeah.
1: um,
0: It's not really central, It's just sort of pretends to be central. It's sensual. Yeah, centrally. Yeah, which, you know, it's, 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 okay, it's right? just, okay, It's just yeah. bourgeois fun. Yeah. The whole city is like this. But I tell you, you know, you can go over the... What's that big hotel, the the whole Rome thing? Oh, the, Caesar's Palace. Caesar's Palace. And there's certain places you can go and hang out in Caesar's Palace. You can pretend like you're really in Rome. I mean, they have a yeah, Colosseum yeah. and you got statues. I love it. And in so many ways, it's a consumer-oriented city. Right. And, like, overtly so. Yep. Yeah. It's all about... You know, the, the customer. It's all about and the, the customer.
1: Yeah. I, I love being a customer in Vegas. Yes. I mean, the service is fantastic. Yeah. is great. Everybody loves you. And the deals here are pretty good, too. I mean, I, I know it's so. been pretty hard hit by the economy. Well, I so. don't know what you
0: like to shop for, but I like Trotsky's. Yeah. I like cheap Chinese Trotsky's. And those are my favorite shops. Do you know, like. can I tell you something, yeah. Jeff? The first time
1: that you uh, you mentioned that, I, I could have sworn and I would have laid good money on the fact that you were saying Trotsky's. <laughs> that you like small Trotskyists. It's like, no, yeah, no, no, they no. embalmed he, the other guy. <laughs> yeah, no, they yeah, embalmed no. uh, uh, Lenin, not Trotsky. You can't get no, it. No. but you
0: don't know the term Trotsky. It's a, it's I know like, it now. It's like yeah. a Yiddish term, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um,
1: I thought you meant Trotskyists. No, I pretty, they're like knickknacks. Out. I don't know yeah. what other word you use. I Brick buy. Yeah, mean, stuff you, you buy to get a drink. Silly things, they go on a shelf somewhere, and you look at right. them every three years when you got a company. What am I going to do? <laughs> like, well, I bought it. Might as well keep it. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. But I can't resist them. And I go into these shops,
0: and there's several shops that have exactly the same chotskys in three different places. And I swear to you, I only know this because I was with the first who said to me, I went in the first shop and looked at every item with amazement. And we left. And then I went to the next shop and looked at the exact same items again with equal amazement. And I did it yet a third time.
1: <laughs> the third time. I like all this stuff. Yeah. So what you're saying is your short-term memory is shy. Yeah, you come to good Vegas good. and whatever it is in the water or in the drinks yeah. is completely shot. Hi, I'm okay. Stefan Molyneux. Pleased to meet oh, you. Sir, How are you, you doing? <laughs> yeah. well, listen, it's
0: we're great meeting to again you. for the very first yeah. time. It's good to see you so
1: You're a yeah. free No. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no <laughs> such thing as free really friends. There was a movie about a guy short-term memory. Momentum. What that, a great that, film! You know, yeah, I, I love that film. That was
0: a powerful film. A but great you know, film. I don't think that movie was about what it seemed to be about. I think that movie was about politics. I think it's about war. It's about the short-term memory of a population under a, under a democratic society.
1: I think, yeah. I think that. Um, I mean, let's go. The, no, no, let's yeah. go there. Let's go Because okay, okay, I, okay. I, I thought of a lot about that film. Yeah. Why it was so powerful. No. First of all, brilliantly constructed. Oof. You know, uh, this is not giving anything away. It goes no. backwards in time. You know that yeah. right up front. We won't give away the big ending, yeah. but it goes backwards in time. And so the scenes make sense later. Right. They're all well done and interesting, but they make sense later. Right. And uh, I think it is about the uh, when you don't have a history, you're much more prone to being manipulated into violence. When you don't know your history, when you don't know where you're coming from, when you. Right? Wow. Isn't that. And that's where I, I, think, I think it's about war. that too.
0: Yeah. It's about that too. God is really. And you don't have really a past. Yeah. Then you can be, you can be, uh, yeah, you can, you can be used by others. Yeah. You can be propagandized. For, for, yeah. You can be
1: told that's your enemy because this guy that, again. Yeah. This you're told, that's your enemy. That's the bad guy. Go get him. And because he's got no memory, he's like, oh, okay, that's the bad guy. Yeah, and that is the democratic, and that's the population of democracy of these wars. And that comes I mean, it's the 1984 thing, right? Yeah. Now we've always been at war with East Asia, and you've got no memory well, of the past. And, and
0: you know, it's weird to live in under under the
1: current situation where.
0: Well, you know, we've been hearing all this stuff about Iran. I swear. That it was, what, 15 years ago? It's like
1: whatever. one letter different. I you mm-hmm. just swap and out one letter exact, and it's, it's exactly the same, the same stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, you just can't believe it. you like, hey, everybody.
1: Oh, I had a question for you. So I was talking about this with someone. I think it's really interesting. The study just came out recently. It seems to be pretty credible that main, like, mainstream Americans' faith in the mainstream media as you know, accurate and yeah. honest sources of information down around a little below 20%.
0: Uh, Mainstream, like ABC News, like CNN, Fox, and all that. Um, uh,
1: Around 20 a little below 20%. What do you think have been the major blows? Because it was much higher than that, even as late as the 90s. Much, much higher, many times higher than that. What do you think the major blows have been? Because you don't hear about it, obviously, in the mainstream media.
0: Well, I don't, you know, I have this new book coming out called um, No More Gatekeepers. And I was writing the introduction the other day. And I told the story about when I first encountered Google News and its customization. Right. Okay, uh, so I loved, I found love with Google News Media. When I found out I could customize the news I got, yeah. then it was a weird thing because over the next several weeks, I realized that I was amazed that all my favorite things were being reported so prominently in the news. And I remembered I customized <laughs> it. Right. <to> it. <laughs> and, and then I realized well, that's a very interesting world in which we're living, that you only extract the information that really is truly useful to you in your life. Right. Now that breaks down fundamentally uh, that, know, yeah, sorry. That, that whole idea that, that we as a nation are interested only, you know, that there's such a thing as national news right. that we as a collective people must be fed right. in order to make us good citizens or, you know, whatever the thing is, that is entirely shocking. Well, and
1: also we tend to be most interested in the news that we have some knowledge about. I think it's right. And then, of course, if you have knowledge about a topic and you read the mainstream media yeah. portrayal of things, you realize just how shallow and uninformed it really is. You know, hits. that's really
0: true. You can, it, even the best newspapers, even even the New York Times, and I, mean, I mean, that's a good paper. We hold our nose, but they write well. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a good paper. But if you know something really a lot about a topic, you read with the reporting, you can catch them in, in little, little bending of things that aren't quite accurate, You know, every few sentences. And it's, it's really true. But you, know, uh, but, you know, people are interested in things that affect them personally. And the kind of news, like I'm very interested in the music of the 7th and 8th centuries, and so I'm really interested in any news that affects the music of the 7th century. And I'm being serious. I mean, I really, okay. I really care about this topic. That is some pretty specialized a, know, news, my but friend. But it turns out, if you're trolling the global, worldwide web, there's like every few days there's a big news item about music from the seventh
1: and eighth century, and I never want to miss it. So <laughs> that that's That's good. Cool. I'm trying to think if I have a more obscure, uh-huh. uh, and I really don't think that I do have a more obscure <laughs> field of interest that I, I work with. So I think you win that.
0: But you know, other people are interested in collecting cars. I mean, look at
1: every person is different and why shouldn't the news be different for every person? So there's a breakup of monopoly. Would you? I think you could make a case that I don't think people believed a lot of news in the 1940s because it was war propaganda. I'm not That's saying they right. opposed it, but they knew it was right. I think it's right. I think in the 50s, not that important. I think I think in the late 60s, when the mainstream media began to turn against the Vietnam War, and then you follow that with Watergate in the early 70s, 74, I think. It was well, that was right. a big
0: high credibility. That North was North a big
1: high credibility. Understanding because they were attacking power. Well, well yeah, because they were attacking the power. Being yeah. of course it was, was a liberal attack on a conservative. Right. blah, 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 right? But there was, I think, a, a high point of credibility for the media when they opposed the... the standing up to power. When, when the left wing was doing what the left wing should do. Right. Which is not support unions and support welfare, but oppose imperialism and oppose the imperial presidency or when they actually had a mandate, thing. right? Yeah, right. Uh, so right. we get the Republicans to stop supporting foreign wars and attack welfare, and we get the left wing to stop uh, uh, attacking uh, um, uh, welfare and stuff and get them to attack the foreign wars. Anyway. Yeah. But so I think there was a high point in the 70s where there was quite a bit of, you know, the lone reporter, the Bourbon guy that's who right, wanted standard. to just, you know, uh, go to
0: jail rather than reveal the yeah, sources. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and, and they, you know, they, they didn't, they were so interested in the truth, yeah. they didn't bathe their shadows that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the hard-bitten detective stuff <laughs> in the 1940s, right? Yeah. And then, it seemed to get, I think the Certainly for the right, under Reagan, the media lost a lot of credibility. Oh, I think
0: so, because I mean it was pathetic. It was yeah. So relentlessly, they yeah. oh, like, talk yeah. about his
1: hair dye causing problems with his yeah, brains and... All
0: the economic policy the Reagan News described was trickle-down, you know, as if two words could sum up the whole case. And as if anybody
1: even knows what the hell trickle-down yeah, means in was any technical pathetic. sense. just pathetic.
0: And then, oh, de- decade of pre- Yeah. Cliché, cliché. Cliché.
1: But I think... I think, and this was certainly the case for me. I remember incredibly, I was on a business trip when the Monica Lewinsky scandal broke. Oh, yeah. I was on a business trip, I was driving with a sales guy, um, we were going on our way to some to do a presentation to some corporation, and I was listening to the radio my mind like i i, I, I still remember really the move. shock I, oh, I couldn't believe that their present was doing this kind of stuff right. like I, I couldn't believe you know the the, the cigars and the, the i mean i just i i mean i couldn't process it yeah. even now i'm stumbling over <laughs> over processing it and i i thought i thought well oh, that's it for him like, yeah. like if, if Nixon, with a couple of tapes and third burglaries, if these guys got 20 years with no prior convictions for right. a, stuff that that that, uh, that um, LBJ did and, and Kennedy did right. and right, I mean Nixon didn't even install the stupid tape machines, right? Right. So Nixon, yeah, was pretty unsavory, but compared, to, I mean, so but this, I thought, man, he's just—they're just, just going to hammer him back. and it never. Came. The hammer blow didn't come. I thought, I thought, feminists. Oh my God, feminists oh, yeah, are going to yeah, just boom, yeah. you know, because I heard. Oh, is there any greater disparity of power than a twenty-one-year-old intern and the president, like uh, the leader that's of true. the free world, right? right? right and right. I thought he's using them like a Kleenex. You know, they're just going to hammer him. But it never happened. And the blow never fell. Yeah. And I remember thinking, I I, I, I couldn't. I was not particularly into. I was business guy at the time. So, but I, I couldn't process that. And I think a lot of people had trouble with that. Um, that
0: very well could be.
1: I, I think that that was like whoa. There's a, and I think a lot of the accusations of liberal bias and so on that came out in the mid 2000s uh, maybe had some roots in that, where people became more interested in that.
0: Well, and probably after after 9/11, there was this kind of kind of a brief appreciation for for everything official, you know, including the media. But that has really
1: declined Well, I, whole yeah, I, think, is just. I think people gave the media a free pass after 9-11 because yeah. there was a sense of a need to yeah, let's not look under the rug, let's you yeah. know support our institutions. Yeah. But, and I think that people felt, rightly or wrongly, I would say wrongly, but they felt that there was some justification for the Afghani war, although of course there wasn't, but that was believable, right? And I it. It was probably right? yeah. like 90% or something. Yeah. But in the lead up to... The Iraq war, of course, I mean, uh, once people found out the truth behind all of that. That's because just the media crazy. is, you know, incredibly scaremongering, you know, like there's Ailer and apples, there's, there's razor blades in your candy at Halloween, there's, you know, uh, BPA will kill your kids and all this. So they're incredibly concerned about danger to human health, except war. <laughs> you know, because when it comes to danger to human health, I mean, war, why would you even talk about yeah. that, right? Uh, and I think that also since then, even people who are pro-war have to at least admit that it is a pretty sanitized war. You know, yeah. compared to Vietnam where they actually oh, had people sure. like broadcasting the blood and guts. This yeah. is an incredible you never see any bodies. I mean, you see little pictures of guys in the paper um, of, when they're
0: enlisted, their first photo or Yeah, whatever. their first and happy photo with, yeah, you know, you know.
1: You don't see and you can't even photograph the coffins and the media's really going along with that and you certainly are not really having true. any kind of critical media. No. I mean, do you remember the picture of the poor girl with the um, napalm? On yeah. her. That was a victim of American pluralism that was all over the US media. You've not seen one body. That's right. One Iraqi body in the mainstream media. You go on the web, if you have to, I do this sometimes for my shows. For images, I mean, you see the most awful stuff. You can't see, you it never, never, you never, see it anywhere. Never, never, never. But
0: they're not famous at all. And, and in fact, we're not even urged in any sense to have any concern for. You can't even get numbers. Yeah. No, you can't get when numbers. You get the numbers dead. Right. Yeah. But it's true. I mean, who cares about Afghans? Right. You know Who cares about Iraqis?
1: Who cares about any of these people? The only concern is American science. Not even that much concern about that. No, no, it's pretty sanitized. And so it's been a non-war, of course, because there's been no debt uh, that people can see. The war comes out in oblique ways, like housing crashes and uh, inflation and reduced middle-class income and so on. But it's all very oblique and so on. But there's no blood, no guts, no bodies. Uh, and you don't even see debris. Like, I haven't seen a big bombed-out picture of a bombed-out street uh, in, no, in the I US think Media. probably
0: most Americans don't even know, really. You know, it was interesting to me after 9/11 happened. My first impulse was to think, now people will understand what's wrong with imperialism, what are the consequences of invading the world like we've done, and there will be a, a rising consciousness. Let's go back to a true American foreign policy, non-intervention. Well, that was ridiculous. I mean, within a matter of, of one day, I realized that was the stupidest. Well, Harry Brown took a stab ever. at that. Yeah, he did. But most people just thought, you know, Americans really don't understand what America, what this government is doing to the world. Most people think America's all about, you know, baseball, backyard barbecues, and great Sunday brunches with the family, and yeah. everybody's minding their own business. Because most Americans mind their own business, they assume that their government must be doing the same.
1: Well, the view from inside Empire is a delusion, right? I mean, it's like being in a mall. I guess it's always been that way, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. I mean, I mean, you know, you've got your own concerns. You don't. But there's another reason I think why the media is changing, is that you can immediately get access to foreign perspectives in a way that was impossible before. I see what you mean. Right. Right. So before, if you wanted to get, say the um muslim view of american imperialism you had to wait and maybe you couldn't even read the language until the three weeks showed up in some library or whatever yeah, Now, you, you know al jazeera in yeah, english terrible. you can get the foreign perspective and it's true even uh, if you look at the british perspective of the american financial crisis much it's better on, yeah much better. On. so it doesn't even have to be some crazy foreign culture
0: <laughs> i mean it can be English. <laughs> who can uh, believe what's happening these days? One of my favorite shows to, to go on and be interviewed on and to watch is, is called Capital Account, which is a, 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 a show run by Russia Today. Do you know about this show? So there's a, there's a. I don't know the there's, show. I know Russia Today. But okay, yeah. Russia Today, and it's funded by the Russian government, but the people who are working for there are mostly just like regular American people who have an independent street, and uh, they're not reporting the Russian view of things. Actually, Russia Today just wants to make, the Russian government just wants to make money, I and mean, that's why they're funding with it. It's a great show called Capital Account. It's got a great host, great researchers and everything, and they have on people like me and many other people, and it's got a gigantic audience. I mean, huge. I think that Russia today was the, when Hillary Clinton blasted, you know, the problem that we don't have any more gatekeepers. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I think that that was probably what she had about. She was mm-hmm. upset about just the sheer popularity of Russia but, and other places like it. So that's really cool too. This is unimaginable.
1: Right, right. I think another thing that happened with the media too was its astounding lack of prescience about any problems in the world. Right? I mean, you could go through the list. It's, it's almost endless, right? I mean, they obviously had no reporting on Islamic terrorism I mean, even yeah, though there was—I well, mean—they I they would report particular incidents, but there was never any pattern. They had no prediction of any kind of financial crash. They didn't right. predict the, the bubble uh, in in housing or the tech bubble or right. the, the problems in um, in the financial industry and so on. They didn't predict any of that stuff. Uh, the list really goes on and on. They didn't predict the Europe crisis. And they didn't did right. Who did
0: predict it? It was all the alternative media, media. Yeah, and so the Austrian economists and, yeah, and all yeah,
1: that, yeah, that yeah. and the Peter Schiff and so on. So and they didn't predict the Arab Spring. They didn't write. So That's I think right. people are saying, well, okay, what? the heck are you people you good for you don't tell me anything that's coming I can't trust anything you're saying right now yeah. and there are other people who have a much better track record of telling me things that are actually useful and helpful like you if- know,
0: and the other thing that's good of one good trend I'm seeing in the media today and people decry it all the time, say, well you know the problem is mainstream media is no longer serious you know they get only pretty faces saying stupid things you're putting trivial stuff well in a way that's good because in being more true the news has always been a form of entertainment. Yeah. it's just that in the past it was disguised with a kind of serious. It was like a yeah drama. Rather than yeah, 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 right. But now it's getting perfectly silly, and that's good.
1: Yeah,
0: in, in a way, it's, it's good because it really isn't such a thing as Walter Cronkite and all this stuff. This is all a myth. I mean, there were no you know, godlike figures reporting to us what we needed to know. Right, right, right is all staged, you know. So I'm glad to see that whole system just broken down. Nobody believes it anymore. I mean, young people today. I mean, I tell stories about what the world was like when I was young, and people can't believe it. You had to go <laughs> into a bank? I don't understand. <laughs> is there an inside to a bank? I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that we had three channels, you know. Uh, anyway. And you had to uh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. go... Oh, there's Walter Crowder, yeah. oh, there's Tom yeah. yeah, no. I mean, now, yeah. Doody doody. No, the whole world's been reinvented been customized according to the way individuals want to use it.
1: Well, that's like your argument about the Keurig coffee maker. You know, yeah. it's more expensive, but you get your absolute... Now, that's My coffee a likes miracle. My wife likes it mild, and I like it strong, and we each Junior's get our own Keurig? coffee now. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's the most irrational thing in the world.
1: I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I really feel like I'm slumming it when I pour a carafe now. I feel like I'm in the third world. You know? I expect mud and worms to come out, you know? It's that primitive now, you
0: know? No, I mean, the, the market is always surprising. If you had said in the early days with the cure... I mean, I will come up with a machine that's a quite expensive machine. It will make a cup of coffee that's probably not as good as the average drip cup. Um, and it will cost five times more. And it will sweep the country.
1: I was like, no. That's never gonna happen. That right. did happen. It did happen. So. So, listen. Let's make sure that we get yeah, so that people ha- they don't have to 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 come see our thing tomorrow. Yeah. They don't have. Do they have to buy their way in? You know, I'm not sure. I think the thing to do
0: is to go up to the registration counter uh, and maybe bribe somebody. I mean, and then take care of the
1: rest, yeah. The right, If a coffee maker, will do, we'll do <laughs> the job, I think. Um, I don't know how people get in, but um, I don't think you have to pay for the program. Right. Yeah. Okay, so people can come by. say fair books, What did you have any sales on while four people are here? Uh,
0: we have good deals on everything,
1: I mean. The, the books are great prices, yeah, they really are.
0: They're, they're much lower than retail. And a whole variety of books, and I'm very pleased about our collection. I think. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't choose what we brought, and,
1: and this is just. Do you mind a if we take the camera and give a pan around? Yeah, sure. Let's sure. let's show people the kind okay. of books that we have here. Great. Would you mind? Can you just bring the camera, or I'll hold it? I just we want to pan around the books to see what's available here. Okay. Oh, we well, we'll, we'll, well, let's bring it up, and uh, we'll just actually like sweep around. Let's do the okay. pan around. Hey, what's that bour- bourbon for breakfast? That looks pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, you've got stuff uh, right here. Wealth at
0: Nations, right? Mises, human action, right? The new Your arm is on? now immortalized. Oh, and the
1: customer! <laughs> <laughs> don't sound surprised. That's <laughs> not good. Money. What is a customer doing no, here? Right, Tackle right, her quickly! Sell her
0: something. Right. right. <laughs> so, our new addition becomes one lesson. Look at this. This is all the cool stuff in the world.
1: Sealed? So, you know, no one's grubby hands have been on them?
0: Uh, Yeah, but then customers can actually see what's inside. Anyway that out
1: later. Neil um, Ferguson, great, yeah. uh, oh, great writer. That,
0: that's a gigantic. Oh. Are you intimidated by a book called Civilization? No, not I if
1: I. Uh, no, I actually quite oh, like you're it. you a bigger man than I am. Yeah, okay. Okay. It seems like a, a little big. This, absolutely every, essential reading. Everyone has favorite. to read that. Sure heads, everyone. Yeah, PG O'Rourke, always a great, great uh, author. I saw him actually uh, speak in Toronto a couple, um, quite some time back. Oh, is that right? Yeah, he's really funny. He's a good. Speaker. No, he's
0: good, and it's hard to be funny all the time. He mostly is funny, yeah, he but is. he's also serious.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he is actually. Uh, yeah, because that's when comedians turn serious, it really hits you hard, right? Oh, that's really great. yeah, yeah,
0: that's right. And the definitive edition, of course, of Road to Serfdom,
1: that's right. And uh, we've got
0: all of Skousen's books. You know, one of the roles that laissez Fair plays at this conference is we are the sort of the official book seller. So a lot of the books we sell um, are the speakers' books. Right. Uh, but the speakers here are the best speakers and, you know. So we, we carry their, their books, and so we end up with some of the best
1: books too. Right, right.
0: we it's got, for got This is a new book. This is, this is funny. You know, I, I'm just going to highlight Connor Boyack's book. He is a member of the Latter-day Saints. He's a Mormon. He thinks Mormonism and anarchism, anarchism or, or, or extremely limited government, are perfectly compatible. It's a bestseller in the Mormon community. You know, there's a niche for everything within the libertarian world.
1: and You He's know what they say lighter. in marketing, if you've got a niche, scratch it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hey, Steve Forbes' book is good. Steve Forbes is His new book? Yeah. It's good. I haven't read it. Yeah, it's good. And it the yet. chapter on the standard Listen,
0: he was here a little bit ago. Yeah, yeah, And I said, so your chapter on the Goldstein was really good.
1: Um, and it goes beyond Britain Woods. You know, you know what, though? Can I tell you what an yeah. author hears? Well, what? the rest of your chat would suck. Yeah, right. No, no, that's, that's true. You've got to be very sensitive
0: ego. I I said, you used to be all in favor of Britain Woods. Have you gone further? Because oh, yeah. I no longer think the Britain Woods alone is what we need to restore. We need a real gold standard. Right, right. And I suspected that when I read Whoa. this book. So Good So this is a nice book. Oh, look. We can't do this. We can't keep doing this.
1: We did this already, but let's we'll do it again. Okay. Great book. We did. Out of Being Free. Okay. Very important.
0: Uh, Judson, here's some of our financial books. Yes. We got a lot of these. This guy, uh, just this get rich with dividends book just came out. He's a nice guy, Mark Lichtenstein. He knows. His Can I stuff. make a visual joke? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, I'm gonna make a visual joke. Go.
1: So he's into double digit returns. Do you know what my uh, portfolio double digit has generally been? These two digits. This is what my portfolio has done to me. These two digits. So get this book, and you'll get you will get better digits from your portfolio than those. I You couldn't camera? do that uh, on audio. No. And so, this That's is why it's true. so great no, that we I, have video. Well, I certainly,
0: I couldn't do that. No, no. Right, right. Well, you uh. have taste and
1: glass <laughs> and all kinds of good things. And let me move my coffee out of the way. We're not selling coffee. Peter Schiff, yeah, Peter it's the Schiff, Schiff, uh, Schiff Central.
0: Stopped. Peter Schiff is amazing. Oh. This guy, what a machine. Oh, yeah, he Any
1: is.
0: I mean, facts and figures like that. I mean, he's not showing off. It's just what he is. It's there, yeah. It's I, what I he believe is that
1: uh, his bone marrow is composed entirely of numbers. Yeah. And he uh, has got passion, too. Yes, yeah. yes, He's a great speaker.
0: Uh, here's our new edition of. Mm. Not just A Law, the Law. The Law. I mean, you read this, nothing's ever the same. Nothing's ever the same. Everything changes. Uh, so,
1: um, it's our new edition. Oh, who wrote that? <coughs> One Jeffrey Tucker. Oh, oh, wow. A man uh, so confident he doesn't put any credentials by his name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. The Lily. That book will whip you up into a frenzy of, I don't know why. This
1: book helps you love Uncertainty. Ah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, just if you can get a look there. Membership. I just joined up myself. Yep. Highly it.
0: And when you join, you get this set of books. And what are we up to? 20, 25 e-books now oh, in yes. the club. It's great. Uh, More than you can premium, consume. Right. Unless and you, premium you do stuff. Read. Everything's
1: perfect. Put every bell and whistle on. Right, right. My yes. books are coming tomorrow. Yeah, they're coming tomorrow. And so they, they will be launched up. in a confetti cannon over <laughs> the whole audience. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh,
0: Mark Stiles was recommending this, Importance of Living, by a Chinese philosopher. I don't know anything about
1: You know, it's like a lifetime of readings. Oh, you I've get. just tried here. This no. is like six months of reading, even if you were doing it full-time. Yeah, it's really true.
0: So, anyway, we got, of
1: course, the I'm, staple, right? Who couldn't, who couldn't uh, you know, who could live without it? That's right. When you want your liberty by the pound, this is the place to <laughs> come. <again. laughs> Can I do my L- Napolitano joke? Yeah. Would you mind? Yeah. It is dangerous to be right when government is wrong. King Kong called. He would like his hairline back. Uh, and I say this in pure jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> it's pure jealousy. No, it's like two, 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 two centimeters down, and I'm meeting his eyebrows. You, you know, know that, a, right?
0: He is an um, incredibly charismatic figure. He really is. I mean, just in person, yeah. you know, some people have that he's star magnet. quality. You yeah. kind of have oh. You kind of have that star quality. Under yeah. the right lighting. Yeah, OK. Yeah. But which is he's darkless. got it. Yeah. I mean, that kind of mood.
1: Oh yeah, you know, he's very charismatic right. and a great speaker. And um, I'm looking, I didn't get a chance to see him today, but I'm hoping hey, to see it online. Look,
0: let me just point out that this book. This, this guy, Christian Mayer, he's like an Austrian economist. He calls his book "The World Right Side Up," and it's a, investing it's a across six continents. Why so is he, that
1: text not upside down?
0: So right. So he. There you go. Uh, he but he went all over the world and showed cool market things going on all over the place. But basically demonstrating that the US is no longer the leader of the world economy anymore. And that's a surprise to Americans. I mean, so this new. Well, USA number one. Yeah, and and forever. He shows it's no longer true. And he calls the world right set up in the sense that the world's becoming a more normal place now.
1: Well, everybody talks about economic crisis as if the entire world is Europe and North America. Yeah. I mean, you're uh, right. India, uh, I China. President. Are you kidding right. me? I mean, these and people that's, are incredible. This book
0: covers this and what's neat is it's like boots on the ground kind of reporting. Yeah. So you find out about the water treatment plants in Mongolia and what's
1: going on in the coal mines there and then the Vietnamese catfish farms. I mean, it tells t- 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 Oh, t- and if you really want to annoy leftists who yeah. talk about welfare state and helping the poor and so on, ask them uh, how much free markets have uh, reduced poverty across the world in the last 20 years. Right. Exactly. 50,000 people a month in India alone coming out of the poor into the middle class. No, I mean among, the, mar- the market is liberating humanity. Uh, the market has little, reduced world poverty, like from like it's like fifty percent to twenty percent. I mean, in in, in twenty years, yeah. and you can't find any leftists who've right. ever heard about this. The stuff. most
0: powerful force for human liberation. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's why we love the
1: market. Yeah. And that's, you
0: know, I mean the market does more. I would say even more than political activism. <laughs> I would say.
1: All right. So let's just finish up down here. Thanks so much. We appreciate this. Um, yeah. Lies the government told you? Uh, how do you know a politician is lying? He has a pulse. Uh, he doesn't. He, lips don't even have to be moving because you know he's thinking lies. So I yeah. don't even count the lips moving things. Yeah. And I'm trying to think. Yeah. the analysis of freedom. Excellent. Yeah. Every
0: every single person in the stock world tells me, oh, you have to read this gigantic. Okay. After you finish
1: out the shrug. Oh my goodness. Yeah.
0: You can read uh, Graham and God.
1: But the good thing is they used uh, 36 point font, so oh. uh, there's actually only three pages in there. <laughs> On uh, the, Empire the Empire of Debt, I think, is, is really, really good, too. Uh, is that Bonner? Uh, yeah. Th- yeah, that's Bonner. Nobody writes like Bonner. Yeah. he's very. Uh, he has an elegant hand. And uh, the Fed, a great book. I actually just uh, read that recently. Good. Mm-hmm. And this is a very nice... He's actually got a good analysis of brand, I think, as well, too. And so.
0: here? Or in here? Uh, I think it was in here. Okay. A new edition of this? I do not know this book at all. Okay. You love this book. Yes, you could write this book. Uh, but it came out in the war, uh, during the war, during World War II. Okay, okay, it's a warning about the rise of fascism, and fascism in America. At the right. same time, we're right. defeating it abroad. John Fled. Uh, great work, and Leslie Fair. Yeah. So I'm, I'm proud of that, of course. You should be. Yeah, and Tiger, and you
1: know, on the go. Oh, I'm Bob Murphy.
0: Bob, Bob Murphy will be speaking.
1: Uh, lessons for the Young Economist. Fantastic. Uh, the, the first lesson is haggle for this book. Do not pay face value at all. <laughs> at all. Haggle like crazy. That's a great book. Uh,
0: it's, 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 it's different from economics one lesson. In the sense that it actually teaches the mechanics of economics, not just the, the principles. Right.
1: But, well, he's a real economist. Right? Yeah. He yeah.
0: was a great writer and a great thinker, but yeah. not a uh, core but he, and, and Bob is very much a, tech, a technician yeah. and a great writer. Yeah. But I think he could read that and, you know, pass some of the exams, the college admissions exams for economics. Right. I mean, right. It's, but it's also Austrian. So he kind of bridged the gap between right. It's an important book, underrated. Yes. Yeah. People don't talk about it enough.
1: All right. Well, uh, so that's it for. Do you want to do quick pan around uh, Freedom Fest, and, and, and uh, we should note that
0: people—the only reason we're doing able to do this interview now because during sessions,
1: right? Oh yeah, it's So when people get here. out of yeah.
0: sessions, it's just a madness.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so if you get a chance to come down, um, highly recommend it. This is a great, great book. Bookstore, and uh, we'll be talking with some great people tomorrow. And
0: I uh, should say something nice for our amazing cameraman.
1: Yes, thank you so much. Would you like to give your um, uh, website so that people can come and see your uh, the work that you do online?
0: Sure. Okay, let me. <laughs> oh, you got it. Okay, you know, <laughs> know how to do it. I got it. I do. Yeah. did they put him on? I'm Alexander phone? Meyer.
1: My website is thetrepanation.com, and uh, yeah. That's and he's uh, a, a young, good-looking guy. I looked Amazing. exactly like that about four days ago. <laughs> yes. But Vegas just drains the life right out it of you. Does, it's yeah. like a vampire. That's, that's what it's supposed to do. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's like the keeper now. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks again so much. We'll upload this, and we'll see you everyone tomorrow. Okay. Bye. Yeah.